you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, go ahead and check that win column. We're going to help you lock in players we predict will be your top performers in week six. And yes, we understand you left them hanging on the waiver wire for a reason. But stop being so shallow. Focus on the numbers. You'll be surprised what we reveal on Fantasy Blind Date. Plus, Andrew Luck and the Colts march into Houston to kick off week six. They say everything's bigger in Texas, but does that apply to fantasy points? NFL Fantasy Live starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Matt Money Smith here. The Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano there. Remember, you can tweet the show anytime, anywhere at NFL Fantasy with all your fantasy questions and queries. Boatloads of information at your disposal on our Twitter. I can see the smirk on your face, Fab. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Yes, I was up 60 to nothing after Thursday Night Football. Yeah, and, how'd you um, end up doing there, pal? Yeah, I lost by 40 points. All right. <laughs> now, we start, still like 5 and 0. It's like, hey, listen. You nip it in the bud. That's all what right, you do. Right. right there in the bud. Bud's behind <laughs> me now. We start in Cincinnati, where standout wide receiver A.J. Green unlikely, unlikely to play on Sunday per Ian Rappaport this morning. Green carted off the field Wednesday after re-aggravating a toe injury that cost him week two. Earlier this year, head coach Marvin Lewis told Sirius XM the injury is, quote, a little more than turf toe. So if you are an A.J. Green owner and he is available, do you pick up and start Mohamed Sanu yes, this week? Yes, absolutely. Look at what he's done the last few games, a touchdown in two of three, and he's playing the Panthers this week. They've given up 11 touchdown catches in their last four road games in Cincinnati this week. I would start Sanu. He's a big sleeper. There we go. So check your waiver wires. Now we got a lot more news and notes coming up. But first, let's get you caught up on everything you need to know about the Colts and Texans on Thursday night football. 
Houston Texans tonight in Houston. Andrew Luck and company looking to keep their winning streak alive while Houston's Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins hope to match Arian Foster's hot start. Hello, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Molly Karam here alongside Elliot Harrison and Akbar Bajabiamila helping to get you set for kickoff tonight. For the Colts, it all starts with star quarterback Andrew Luck, the number one quarterback in fantasy, my QB. What humble can, brag. What oh, yeah, can we that. expect tonight? Yes, hashtag humble brag. You, you know, all anybody ever wants to talk about now is, of course, Andrew Luck against J.J. Watt. We know that J.J. Watt is a one-man wrecking crew. Here's what the Indianapolis Colts are going to have to do so Andrew Luck can get off to what he's been doing. I mean, he's projected to have, I mean, a big year this year. They're going to have to double-team J.J. Watt. You're going to have to count for him. You're going to have to chip block him. Bring the double-team. Zone towards him. Do everything you can to slow him down. Make him think something other than getting off to being disruptive. You're going to see a lot of 12 and 22 personnel. That means heavy run. Get him playing run, and then boom, you strike him over the top. I I think this is going to be a big performance for Andrew Luck. Fantastic analysis. I'm really waiting for the points, though, let's be okay. honest. Elliot, T.Y. Hilton, we said yesterday that he's going to bounce back. Is Thursday night the night? I, I think so, but I want to just button what Akbar is talking about. 22 personnel is two running backs, two tight ends. And what that means is you're using extra resources to pass protect. Well, if you do that, then that means you don't have the resources out there running routes, which means T.Y. Hilton could have bracket coverage. So can he beat it? He's done great against the Texans in the past. He had that big, big Sunday night game last year. I think he can do it, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and for Reggie Wayne. Well, and the way they're going to do that, they're going to have to be able to implement some of that getting Andrew Luck out of the pocket. They're going to have to do some of those bootleg. They're going to have to sit there and use the play action to be able to strike and find uh, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne, you, you can call him old if you want. Uh, you know, I mean, call him that if you want. I've played with a guy by the name of Jerry Rice, and he balled till he balled. Yeah. I mean, he was that good, and that's the same thing for Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne's going to do that to the young defensive back, Jonathan Joseph. And he can find the soft spots in the yeah, zone. He can. He's a veteran. He can strike big. He's big-time prime Both T.Y. and Reggie had 12 targets last week, and Reggie always shows up on Thursday Night Football. Ahmad Bradshaw Elliott has been fantastic in the red zone. He has, and going back to Akbar's point again, if Ahmad Bradshaw's back there pass protecting a lot, fine. But what happens when he leaks out in the red zone like and catches the ball? Like the, like the video we're seeing. That's good producing right there, Alex Wilk. I tell you what, this is exactly what Danny Woodhead did for the Chargers last year when he had that big year. Six receiving touchdowns for him. Bradshaw's already got four. He could do it again this game. And you know he's going to get at least 15 carries. So it's a volume play. Andrew Luck has plenty of weapons. And speaking of that, let's talk about the tight ends now. And for that, we welcome in Michael Fabiano now as we break down the Colts. Fabs, the Colts have two solid tight ends at their disposal. But in reality, you're really liking one over the other here. Well, the guy who scores touchdowns every week. I mean, he has a touchdown in four or five games this season, five of six overall. And this is a bad matchup on paper, Molly. If you look at it, the Texans have allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. And if the Colts offensive line is this issue, well, maybe one of these two tight ends ends up blocking a little bit more tonight in this contest. But I still see Dwayne Allen as a guy who's at least a low-end tight end one. His numbers, you can't argue with him. And he's still available in a lot of leagues on NFL.com, which is a little baffling to me. Yeah, he's had nine plus fantasy points in four of his last five. We'll see if that continues with the projections. And uh, here we are. Andrew Luck, Ahmad Bradshaw, Reggie Wayne, and T.Y. Hilton. Do we have any discrepancies here, well, gentlemen? Well, T.Y. Well, Hilton. I mean, T.Y. Hilton, 17 points. That's that's a big number. That's a big Elliot. Number. I, I don't know about that for T.Y. I think he's going to get a deep ball in the fourth quarter or maybe late third quarter. That's why I have that. Okay. 70-yard touchdown. Hashtag bold prediction. We'll all be watching to see if that comes true. But now we need to switch over to the home team. Guys, Aaron Foss 
roster. Basically a must start when he's healthy. How confident should owners be in starting the Texans feature back this week? Because he's been great against the Colts. He, he's been great against the Colts. He's been great in pro football period. I mean, I watched every snap of that game against the Cowboys in Jerry World. Let me tell you, this guy made some big, look at that move. Oh my gosh. I mean, come on. Arian Foster is so smooth, and when he's right, the Texans are right. I would argue he's every bit as valuable to Houston as J.J. Watt is. Now, if I were to go against myself, the only thing I would say is it is a short week. And with the lead back, you don't have as much time for your body to recover. So that does concern me a little bit. Go ahead. Let me say this about Arian Foster. Arian Foster helps out who? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, He helps Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's been struggling. And so if you help Ryan Fitzpatrick, that means you're helping Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him. I know Greg Minuski playing under Greg Minuski. He's going to send a lot of pressure, try to get Ryan Fitzpatrick a little frazzled. Get him in their pocket, unsure of what he's seeing. But he's going to have to rely on Andre Johnson. He's a big playmaker, and I think when you get that happening, Andre Johnson could have a big game tonight as well. He's had 10 fantasy points in each game this uh, year, so we'll see if he could potentially beat that, maybe. And speaking of the receiver that leads the team in uh, targets and receptions there, that would be one DeAndre Hopkins Fabs. How do you like him tonight in this matchup? Well, the matchup isn't good. On paper, you look at the Colts, they've given up next to nothing to wide receivers so far this year. In fact, they've given up the second fewest fantasy points at a 14-point-per-game clip. I mean, that is not much, Molly, but on the flip side, Hopkins is averaging about 76 yards and has a touchdown each of his last two games at home. I say he's a third option, a third wide receiver. I would start Hopkins over Andre Johnson in this contest. Hmm. All right, Fabs, thank you. Let's take a look at the projections now. And we know there's one major discrepancy in this one. All right, Fabalicious. Take I've it got, out, take I've over. got Arian Foster going pretty big here. I've got a couple touchdowns for him. You telling me that Arian Foster's not going to get in the end zone at all? I have almost 18 fantasy points. That's for him. not enough. He had 160 and two last week. He's not going to do that in back-to-back weeks. I think 18 fantasy points is quite it's, generous, it's my pretty, friend. It's pretty good, but I'm seeing a two-yard run, a one-yard run, and some catches, and it's all going to add up, man. He just needs 150 <laughs> I like how yards you're so from scrimmage. Specific. <laughs> yes. All right, one and a half. One oh, and a half. All right. One thing's for sure here: plenty of fantasy implications in this one. Yes. Get, getting the week started I like early this here. Matchup. I'm, I'm excited about this uh, and, game. And I'm big. I know Fabs isn't, but I'm big on Andre Johnson. Oh, okay. And I, I, that's music to a lot of people's ears after this season. All right, tonight, Andrew Luck and the high-flying Colts travel to Houston to take on J.J. Watt in the Texans. Football starts here, Colts-Texans. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network, and coverage continues at 7.30 Eastern on CBS and NFL Network. Money, money, money. All right, thank you. Uh, now on to our headlines heading into the weekend. Bucks head coach Lovey Smith says struggling running back Doug Martin is still the team's bell cow. That's right, Doug Martin, yeah, we're bell cow. Staying the course, all right? Doug has done some good things. Um, you know, when you're the starting tailback, I know what goes along with that. You know, we would like for Doug to get 200 yards every game, but uh, we're not there yet. But in time, he'll break out. Sorry for stepping on you there, lovey. <laughs> Fabs, if you've been riding uh, with Doug Martin, you keep him in your lineup in week six. He was probably your first or second round pick. Probably. I hate the matchup yeah. against the Ravens. This is not a good matchup for Doug Martin, and I don't expect him to put up more than maybe nine or ten fantasy points in this game. I mean, at this point, money, you've got to think, was his rookie year sort of an aberration? Because ever since then, he's been a major disappointment. You well, know, think about that rookie year. I mean, it was one 
humongous game. A, an Arian Foster on Thursday Night Football That's for right. Elliot Harrison projection-like game. It was and like then, 51 points yeah, in that game. it was ridiculous. So, I mean, you're talking about, I think there were three games that really gave him the majority of his points. Mm-hmm. So, what is he? Maybe you're right. I mean, maybe it was just yeah. a little brief moment in time when his light, oh, did it shine bright? But it did, uh, yeah. perhaps a little bit more Not now. Coming up, Elliot Harrison and I take to the interwebs to find fantasy fans in need of lineup help before Sunday. See how we would stack a lineup for success. And we're setting two of our experts up on blind dates to find the perfect match for their fantasy team. See which quarterbacks get offered a rose by Fabs and Akbar next. It's time for the game that's sweeping the nation, Fantasy Blind Date. If you don't know how it works, friends, it's very simple. We show you our fantasy experts three players and ask them which they would start on Sunday. But we hide the player's identity so they don't know if they're picking a stud or a waiver wire sleeper. Let's meet our contestants. Number one, Michael Fabiano. Michael, welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself. Thank you so much. Well, I'm into Star Wars, old Cheers reruns, and Motley Crue. You sound like a real fun date. (laughs) Akbar, Bajabiamila, tell us about yourself. You know, I'm just a smooth, easygoing guy, you know, looking for a baby with a little back. That's all. Okay, wow. We have a diverse range of contestants here in terms of their interests, etc. Akbar, Michael, are you ready to play? I'm ready. We're ready. Bring it on. All right, let's do this. Michael, you're up first, and we're going to find you a quarterback today. I could really use one, too. That's a good back. Well, number one's got a great matchup. The team he's facing is allowing 22 fantasy points a game, but number two has more passing yards. I'm going to go number one, player one. And it's oh, Eli, Eli Manning. Manning against the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow, you know what? I like that one. All right, who else could you have had? Let's take a look here. Player two, Matt Ryan against the Bears uh, or Big Ben against ooh, the Browns. How do you have, feel about your decision? I'd rather have Matt Ryan, to be honest with you, but Eli Manning is a very a good sunburned. player this week. You know what? He has 20 touchdown passes in his last eight games against the Eagles, and they've given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. So I would prefer Matt Ryan, but sure, I'll give Eli Manning the rose. Eli Manning, your sloppy seconds there. Okay, (laughs) Akbar, who do you have as your date for running backs? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Come on, big sexy. Oh, hmm. All right, you know, I, I, see, I, I, see, I see player We're ones you that's a little bit of rush yards, but come on, I, I'm going to go with the big numbers. I like it big and round right there. Player two. Well, I mean, pl- pl- Justin Forsett. Say what? Uh-oh. Uh, well, let's boy. see who you could have. Against the Buccaneers, huh? Okay. Uh, Darren Sproles oh. against the New York Giants or Bishop Sankey uh, against can, the Jags. You know, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Justin Forsett. I know Forsett is, you know, he's real shifty and he's got his thing going on back there, but... I don't, and, and it sounds like a good matchup, but Darren Sproles to me is so much more explosive, and I think you can bet on him to do something in the passing game and run game. I don't know. I don't like the. I don't like Forsett to be honest with you. He uh-uh. leads running backs in yards per rush. I know, and he looks really good, but that doesn't. That just doesn't fit for me. He's a little guy too. He doesn't yeah, have the. Yeah, I like the other little guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, like you're not excited guy. about your date. We're gonna have to move on now, Fabs, and let's find you a wide receiver and take a look now All at right. your blind date options. Who are you gonna go with? Well, number three, that's an awful matchup, so I want nothing to do with number three. Number two and number one both have good matchups. I'm going to go with number one again. Odell Beckham Jr. ODB. Nice. Oh, dirty. Let's see who else you could have had. 
Okay, Allen Robinson against okay. Tennessee or Sammy Watkins against the Patriots. Yeah, Sammy Watkins probably be the guy I'd like, but he's playing Darrell Revis this week, so that's a very tough matchup. Beckham actually has a really good matchup against the Eagles this week. I don't know if I'm going to start him. But he's definitely a guy that I would pick up off the waiver. Another guy that I would give a rose to. Oh, we'll get into that in just a moment. But, Fab, so you went with Odell Beckham of the New York Giants. Mm -hmm. Beckham showed up big time in his first game in the pros out of LSU in Week 5. Lots of excitement about him in the Big Apple tonight at Midnight Eastern. You can get an inside look at how the Giants scouted Beckham in the debut. Episode 3 of Finding Giants, an NFL Network original series. Here's a sneak peek at how scouts reacted to watching Beckham at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Three weeks after Super Bowl 48, scouting takes center stage at the Combine in Indianapolis. Oh, 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 oh. Smart. Yes. Knows football. Odell? It tells it, yeah. This kid here is supposed to be fast. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's showing up big time here. Yeah, there you go. Nice. For me, he, he likes to play. You know what I mean? You see some guys and you can look at them and just say, that guy like to play. Kid's pretty fast. Got his first uh, TD too. in the league last season. Yes, he does. Yeah, he's got the good hair. Yeah, and, you know, I was there during the combines, and uh, I remember just him impressing me. Mm -hmm. Out of all the wide receivers there, he was really big time. He was ready for the moment. So not only did he look good on tape, but he looked good doing all the other drills Yeah, like as I said well. earlier, I think he's worth picking up for your roster. I don't know if I'm starting him mm -hmm. right now. I mean, rookie wide receivers typically are a bit inconsistent. But let me tell you, because of the whole A.J. Green injury, I actually went out and picked up Odell Beckham, mm -hmm. and I'm playing him. Oof. Before oh, we go, does he? Bold. So he has enough yeah. back for you? Uh, <laughs> okay, just making He's sure. A was a just big was He's a Jerome Bettis Just making be sure it was high and round enough for you there, Akbar. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Thanks for joining my show. Remember to check out the advanced premiere of Finding Giants tonight at midnight Eastern after the Thursday night football postgame show. And again in prime time on Tuesday. Still to come, it's Thursday, and that means it's time to set your lineup. We're going to get you set with our week six position rankings next. Friday, Eric Dickerson had a rare combination of power and speed, but his clash with the front office left both sides bitter and led to one of the most stunning trades in NFL history. Eric Dickerson, A Football Life, Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. All right, earlier this week, we asked fans to tweet us using the hashtag SetMyLineup. We picked out a couple of fans in need of help. Now, if you want your lineup set, send us a picture of your complete lineup at NFL Fantasy, and you just might see us help you out on the show. In fact, last week, Adam Rank set a fan's lineup. He took Ben Roethlisberger out of the starting lineup, put Russell Wilson in, and, well, that worked out pretty well. Check out this tweet from Jocelyn. You see it right there. It was great, a great week to have both Wilson and Demarius won by .7 points. I'm still in disbelief at Adam Rank. So, Elliot, in your shades of gray, do not adjust your set. It is not black and white. Yeah. Elliot, with his grays on, yeah. is going to uh, help us out with Michael, either Becerra, or I'm going to go with Becerra, as he is probably I'm a I'm not going to lie. This lineup did get me a little hot and bothered, okay. Money. Uh, if you Only scroll, one kicker in defense, so yeah, those are already set. Yeah, if you can scroll down, let's take a look at the wide receivers. All right. All right, now, tight ends, wide receivers, some pretty good names here. I know a lot of people would sit Des Bryant against the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not that bold. Let's go ahead and throw him in the lineup. I'm not messing with Torrey Smith or Larry Fitzgerald. Too many question marks. Yep. I've seen Phillip Rivers trying to force the ball to Keenan Allen. He threw an interception last week. I don't think he'll do it this week. Keenan Allen gets a touchdown. 
Zach Ertz, Jason Witten is very difficult. But Jace Witten going against Seattle. I'm going to go with Zach Ertz okay. against the Giants. Just total matchup-based play. Funny that Jason Witten is now purely a matchup-based guy, isn't it? The, the way his career. Is, I guess I'm just still used gone. to the name. I'm still used to the yep. Tony Romo only looks for Terrell Owens uh, acknowledged Jason Witten. But you're right. You have to get away from names sooner or later yep. and go to production. And Ertz is that guy. And I think against the Giants, he'll be able to make some plays. But you're throwing darts there between yep. those two. Let's go ahead and go back up. To the running backs. Now, this is where it gets a little bit tough. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I'm definitely going to go against the Cleveland Browns defense. But after that, who do you flex? Who do you start? I really think Carlos Hyde is out of this conversation. No question. So, money between Asiata, Forsett, and Jackson. We got to leave one out. I'm thinking Asiata could be that guy. But it's tough. For Justin me. Forsett had a great week. He did, and uh, he has a good yards per carry. That, he does. You're right. They're they're all running back twos, which yes. is what we're discussing right now. And these are the conundrum that you fantasy players get stuck with. So this is what I went with. Justin Forsett. I'm going to go as my running back two. And in the flex, I'm going to go Fred Jackson. I, okay. I like the matchup against the New England Patriots. Asiata could get the touchdown for you, but if he doesn't get the touchdown, I think Jarek McKinnon's going to be the guy in between the 20s. That's what worries me. You're just playing on a touchdown, whereas these guys might catch the ball and get some yards for you. Okay, let's go up to the quarterback. All right. Because this is interesting. How often do you have three quarterbacks Rarely. to choose from? It's like having two and defenses. three potential ones. Yes, exactly. So, to me, Tony Romo is not the option here. I think he's been playing very well in reality, but he has a tough matchup. And a good game for Tony Romo these days is 20 of 26 for 240 yards and two touchdowns because sure. they hand the ball off so much, which isn't his fault. So we're going to play matchups here right. is what you're telling so me. So I think Ben Roethlisberger is really the guy that we have to talk about here because he's been playing at such a high level, completing 68.9% of his passes. Money, he is maybe having his best season, at least doing the eyeball test. I've watched all the Steelers games. I'm really impressed with the way he's playing. All right. I'm throwing him into the lineup over Colin Kaepernick, but it's tough because Kaepernick gives you the, the potential for the rushing yards. Ben Roethlisberger's mobile, but he's not going to be running for 30 yards yep. for you. Well, and you don't like, I guess, the matchup against the Rams on Monday night with Kaepernick versus yeah, yeah, it works. All right, you never know go. with the Rams Niners. There you go, Michael Becerra to uh, <laughs> Raquel Thomas. Uh, and obviously, kicker and defense already set. We'll start with the running backs because, well, she's got a bye issue. Obviously, no Jamal Charles. Yeah. And uh, Niall Davis. So I'm going to go running back against the Rams. Obviously, Frank Gore, we saw that was the uh, well, that was the formula that got the 49ers back on track. I suspect Jim Harbaugh going to stick with it the rest of the way. Now, do I go Ben Tate or Fred Jackson? You know what? I like Fred Jackson. I just like that matchup. Wow, that, I, is, that is tough. I, it is tough. Because the it Steelers' is tough. defense is not the same as it's used, it used to be. No question. It's not. But I just... I, I apparently, I, well, it's not apparently, I'm afraid of injury. I just am yep. with Ben Tate. Yep. I know it was a good effort last week. I don't want to get him in that lineup, and then he's out at halftime. Could you especially. put him here? I could, but yeah. we're going to get to that. I'll go back to the quarterback position, and obviously with the buys, you have no Drew Brees. It's between Ryan Tannehill and Austin Davis. Again, I'm just going to go with the matchup. I trust Tannehill a little bit more than Austin Davis. Yep. Obviously, the mistakes last week, a big concern Not a for catalog that there yet, no, either. No, not yet. So, to the wide receiver position, it's a no-brainer. It's Antonio Brown is the number one. And then now you have a, a choice between Mohamed Sanu with the situation and A.J. Mm -hmm. Green mm -hmm. and the injury there. So that, I, I think I'm going to go ahead, Raquel, Raquel, and try to punt a little bit and say if A.J. Green's not playing, I'd go Sanu. But in the meantime, I'll go Percy Harvey. Three touchdowns called back. Exactly. And so they'll run to him occasionally Let's as well. see if we can get a couple of those touchdowns on the board yep. as opposed to all three called back. The flex. You mentioned it. That's the interesting uh, position, and that's where I'm going to do my little wiggle when you waggle there, Elliot, because I'm going Donnell, no question, in the tight end spot against the Eagles, and I am going to go. Unreal. Timothy Wright, and here's why. 
Timothy Wright's a tight end. By definition, what we saw from him against a must-win game against the Bengals, he's a wide receiver. I mean, he basically lined up as a wide receiver. Tom Brady trusted him. He went to him in the red zone. You see the play right there. He had the targets. There could be a little bit of confirmation bias here on my part. I will acknowledge that. I have had Tim Wright stashed on two of my five or four rosters this whole season waiting for this uh, well, waiting for this last week, I should say, against the Bengals. So I suspect he will keep like it going it. this week. There we go. Uh, that is your set the lineup. All right. Feel good? Yeah. I feel tough, good. Tough to leave Brian Quick sitting there, isn't it? Is. It, it is. Yeah. But I feel good. Hey, look, sometimes you just got to shake. You know what I mean? Hey, and I read half a page of Shades of Grey. How many shades were there? <laughs> Who will net you a bigger fantasy performance on Sunday? A struggling Percy Harvin or Terrence Williams against the stingy Seahawks defense? We are asking Akbar for his take when NFL Fantasy Live continues. Coming up, Ridley or Vereen? Vereen or Ridley? If you're wondering what to expect from the mind of Bill Belichick, well, we'll help you decide who the better start is for week six. Plus, what lies beneath the stats and how can you use it to ascend to fantasy glory? We'll dive deep into the numbers so you can become the star of your league. And you'll be in clear and present danger if you leave these players in your week six lineup. Michael Fabiano starts and sits around the way. This is NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. And that brings us to coaching decisions presented by Lenovo here with the Admiral. Akbar Baja Biamila helping the people get set for Sunday with some real borderline decisions that are giving owners fits. First up, Akbar, a wide receiver question mark. Who would you start in this Seattle v. Dallas showdown, Percy Harvin or Terrence Williams? You know, Terrence Williams has been a touchdown maker, taking advantage of the Jason Witten and double team for uh, the other wide receiver there, Des Bryant. But I'm going to go with Percy Harvin because Percy Harvin, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, Percy Harvin is the better wide receiver because they utilize him in multiple multiple sets and formations. And that makes it very hard for a defense to stop Percy Harvin. He's so explosive. He's versatile. We know that, and he's fast. I'm going Percy Harvin. And he had those three touchdowns last. Yes, and you can yeah. count them in your mind. Why not? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Who would you start? Uh, let's get to our next conundrum, if you will. Shane Vereen or Steven Ridley, which pats back do you want? You know, this is a very tough defense going up against the Buffalo Bills, but it has to be Steven Ridley. Steven Ridley, to me, is a pounder. They're going to give him the ball, more more opportunities to run the ball and drive it down the Bills' throat. So I go with Ridley. I know Shane Vereen's got some ability to catch the ball, but it's Shane, excuse me, it's Steven Ridley. You sure? I'm sure. All right. Yeah. You weren't very convincing there. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go Stephen Ridley. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to our final one. The quarterback matchup. You want Colin Kaepernick in primetime on Monday night against the Rams or Eli Manning in that NFC showdown? I'm going Colin Kaepernick. I love this matchup going up against this team. When you think about Colin Kaepernick and his ability, think about the fact that he's run now. He's got some good yardage on him. He's second on the team right now in rush yard. But on top of that, they're going up against the St. Louis Rams. That is Chris Longless and a Rock. Robert Quinn, that only has, excuse me, one touchdown for this entire defensive front, that's going to be a lot of time for him to dice up the St. Louis Rams. It's all about cap. All right. That uh, coaching decisions presented by Lenovo. I don't know why you got a hit on Eli Manning like that, man. Pretty hot the last few weeks, you know. Here is uh, the aggregate of our quarterback rankings at NFL.com. No surprise there at the top, but how about that number two spot, Phillip Rivers, coming up against, a, or coming off, I should say, a dominant performance against the Jets, and he's going to go up against your former team. And he, he's going to dominate as they well. They could probably use you out there, Akbar, <laughs> in Oakland. Here are your wide receiver rankings. Again, following what was a 30-plus point performance last week, Demarius Thomas 
In the top spot, Antonio Brown, Mr. Consistency there. And, of course, all those conundrums at the running back position with the Chiefs and the Saints on buys. You have Matt Forte, Atlanta, giving up a host of points this season. So he is in the top spot. All right. You see the uh, Cowboys running back, DeMarco Murray, sitting there at number eight on our list. He comes into the week leading the league with 670 rushing yards. That puts him well ahead of Eric Dickerson's pace from his 1984 season in which he set the single-season rushing record. But can he build off his torrid start? Well, take a listen as DeMarco climbs the charts. The pitch back to Dickerson wants to turn it left. Cuts it back inside the 40 to the 35-30. Touchdown, Eric Dickerson. They'll run Murray. Touchdown, Murray. Boy, oh boy, what a good game you are playing today, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray is running like a man possessed. Touchdown, DeMarco Murray! Fabs, DeMarco Murray has been in fuego in 2014. Oh, I like those highlights. We know you do, which comes in handy for breaking records like Eric Dickerson's. But even if you're not a Cowboys fan, you can ride on the DeMarco bandwagon with our record breakers game from NFL.com. So here's how it works. Just pick a player each week to accumulate stats and try to be an all-time record. For example, Eric Dickerson's single-season rushing record. Each week you pick a running back like DeMarco or a Le'Veon Bell and by season's end, see if you can beat 2,150 five yards now you can break nfl records play for free at nfl.com slash record breaker so fab cool. yeah it's a lot of fun if yeah. you're playing on nfl.com who would you pick to uh beat dickerson this week matt forte and this is an absolute no-brainer to be quite honest with you because he is playing the worst run defense in the entire national football league the falcons have not only given up the most fantasy points to running backs they've also given up the most rushing yards molly i would not be surprised if forte had 150 rushing yards in this contest if only I had him. All right, let's move on here. Who will lead the league in passing yards this week if you're trying to beat Peyton's 5,477 passing yards in a season? Who well, are you going with for week I- six? I'm going to beat Peyton with Peyton because okay. he's got a great matchup against the New that. York Jets. You can do that in okay. this game. The Jets, one of the worst pass defenses in the National Football League. They've already given up over 1,300 passing yards, the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and Peyton is right now averaging over 320 passing yards per game, so... To beat Peyton, you need Peyton. No question. And for years, you've had to run for cover when the players you face, the Seahawks. But does that still still hold? Um, And uh, we're going to get to that in just a second, Fabs. But Julio Jones, Mm -hmm. will he have the most receiving touchdowns? This is the guy that I like at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think this is going to be a shootout in the Georgia Dome. Chicago's back seven is all banged up. Their Mm -hmm. their, Their defensive backs are all banged up. So I would go with Julio here. Okay, tremendous matchup there. All right, Fabs, good stuff. Record Breakers game. Check that out on NFL.com. And uh, as we mentioned, for years, if you've had to run for cover when your players face the Seahawks, but does that trend still hold water? We're going inside the numbers to reveal some fantasy nuggets you need to know in Week 6. Plus, we're serving up our Stone Cold Locks of the Week. Find out who we guarantee to have a monster Sunday performance when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. We are looking ahead to Sunday and some matchups you have to be wary. Wary. Not weary. Wary. Wary of when setting your lineup. Let's take a look at those matchups this coming Sunday. Here you go. Steelers at Browns. The Bills defense has been solid under Jim Schwartz. Just ask him. He'll tell you to carry him off the field. Bengals and (laughs) Panthers, Titans, uh, Dolphins. You see it. There's also buys this week. No Chiefs. No Saints. Here are the rest of the Sunday schedule showdowns. 
Heck of an NFC East. NFC East there battle go, there. Buddy. A lot of points going to be put up in that Giants-Eagles contest. So some big names, some players uh, with big names facing some tough matchups, though, that we saw on that board. Fabs, let's start with you. Should we be concerned about starting Alfred Morris against the Cardinals? We should be. No question about it. Number one, the Cardinals' defense is really good against the run, especially at home. Number two, and Money, I know you don't like these kind of stats, but I, I still love you, brother. He has not scored a rushing touchdown in six straight road games. The Cardinals have allowed an average of about 78 rushing yards per game in the last 10 home games. So if you picked up a guy like Brendan Oliver or Andre Williams, I am putting them in my lineup, and I'm putting Morris on the pine. I would, uh, I do like you as well, Fabs. I don't like those stats. One of the things I would keep an <laughs> eye on, though, is the injury report. That Cardinals defense, you want to talk about dealing with attrition. Every yes, single yes. week, they had one or two names. Patrick Peterson is banged up now. That Calais defensive Campbell. line, Calais yeah. Campbell. Kareem so, Martin will step in. Exactly. Keep an eye out there because it could end up being a better matchup because they are getting so thin. How about yeah. it, Akbar? Uh, a good player with a bad matchup. You know, for me, it has to be Des Bryant. Everybody always says, play your your best guy regardless of matchup well I'm here to tell you that philosophy is dead to me okay that doesn't make sense to me when you talk about going up to Seattle and playing Des Bryant he's going to be matched up with Richard Sherman we know that and Richard Sherman is going to win that they're not going to be able to hear the audibles and the checks and all of this other stuff the defensive line is going to create a lot of pressure towards Tony Romo it will not happen I'm telling you now hear my voice do not play Des Bryant in this game because he will not succeed. I just want to make Ooh. sure because you were very yep. uh, authoritative there in that Absolutely. dissertation. You are benching Des Bryant this week. Absolutely. Do you benching. disagree with me? No, I just want to make sure no, you're benching. Do you disagree with me? I don't want you yelling no, at the do people. Do you disagree with me? Don't raise your let, voice. Let me show listen, you something. This is a polite listen show. Listen to this and let me tell you why. Honest discourse. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't play him. You know, the viewer doesn't like you yelling at him. I'm, I'm just sorry. I don't appreciate it either. <laughs> Fabs, back to you. Enough of this guy. Yeah. What do we got? A Who little, else? A Good player. More friendly analysis <laughs> here for me. And, and just because you're six foot five and all muscly. He's six six, actually. I'm benching Kim Newton this week. You guys, you guys <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. Go I'm ahead. I'm going man. with Cam Newton. I am not playing Cam. I know he's a big name, but he hasn't put up big fantasy numbers. In fact, he hasn't scored more than 16 fantasy points but once this whole season. And he's playing against the Bengals. Money, you'll like this. They've allowed one or fewer touchdown passes in nine of their last ten home games. They are brutally tough at home. Forget about what you saw against Tom Brady last week. That was at Gillette Stadium. That's why I'm benching Cam Newton. That stat, I don't mind, Fabs. Right, for a, for right. a second, I thought you were going to say nine of their last ten games against the NFC South or something <laughs> along those lines. Akbar, not there. because you were so aggressive. Okay, you are not going to get another one. You don't get to do another one. All right, you've got a top 15 wideout that you're concerned about. But you know what? If you, the viewer, want to see it, you can go ahead and check it out at NFL Now. That's right. Sign up for free NFL Now. Get the exclusive fantasy content and more at NFL.com slash now. You can't play nice. All right. Those uh, matchups. Not so hot in terms of the fantasy points given up by players' week six opponents. But there are other trends lurking in the deep that may explain some of the totals we've seen so far this year. We all have been scratching our head when it comes stretching our heads uh, collectively when it comes to the Patriots. Here you go. Look at the Brady-Gronk connection and the completion percentage all the way there at the bottom. I mean, close to three out of every four targets, completions. And then you see it come all the way down to this season at 50%. Now, obviously, a big part of that is that Gronk said he is still trying to get into shape, into football shape, be more comfortable. So as we talk about uh, that Gronk and Brady connection, how do we feel about it now after that game against the Bengals? Well, 
number one, the tight end position is so thin right now. If you have Rob Gronkowski, you're starting him. And number two, I mean, he's still finding the end zone, whether it's in garbage time or not. He is still scoring fantasy points for your team. I have him ranked right in the top two this week because Jimmy Graham is on a bye. Well, and let me also add, too, the reason why you've seen that decrease, though, too. He doesn't have the type of wide receivers he had in the past. So it's very easy for them to bracket yep. the, the tight end with the safety and the linebacker so you can double team him so he's not getting as many looks as he normally would. Yeah, you look at the all-22s and you see it as straight man coverage on those wide receivers on the outside. And that's why I talked about Timothy Wright when I was setting the lineup. They're lining him up as a wide receiver and he's in man coverage and he's been running away. I mean, at least he did in that Bengals game. We'll sure. see if he can do it. Again, uh, we just talked about that Seattle defense, a defense so good, so dominating that Akbar is going to sit Des Bryant this week. But take a look here at some of the numbers through the first four games. The points per game allowed nearly double the yards per game, pretty much right in step, but the takeaways are down. The sacks are down, and clearly Seattle was the first defense that went off the board, and it actually went off early in a lot of fantasy football Too drafts. Early. And four points is no 14 and a half points. So right, uh, but is it a start every week still? You know what? I still would start them, especially when they're at home. But keep in mind that on the road, they haven't been as good. Still good, but not and as good. the majority good. of the at games home, so far have been on the road. At so home, they're see. still gangbusters. I know Peyton Manning had a good game against them, but for three quarters, they had shut him and basically the entire Broncos offense down. So... I'm still fearful of the Seahawks defense if my fantasy players are going up there. That's why I'm not playing Romo this week. That's why Akbar's not playing Dez this week. And that's why DeMarco Murray is a must-start. But you almost have to temper your expectations yeah, put it like here. this. Halloween is right around the corner. And this defense, they're Halloween all the time, all scary. season long. They are scary. Oh. They're, they're the boogeyman. The that's who they man. are. Yeah, they're the. Michael they're Annabelle. That's who they are. I haven't had enough of it yet. Keep it going. Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Michael <up>. Myers. <laughs> Did you know it's against the law Frank in 12 Cougar. states to set your fantasy lineup before consulting? Michael Fabiano starts and sits. Yes, it's true. I read it on the internet. Your week six must starts are up next. Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Time for Everyday Performer presented by Bridgestone. Molly Karam, Elliot Harrison, and Akbar Bajabiamila here with you. And each week, we're giving folks a look at our locks of the week with our everyday performers. And these are guys you can count on with no hesitation for week six. Elliot, I understand you're feeling a little California love there uh, with, your Tupac, first, huh? with your first yeah. choice. Yes. I, I listen to something besides Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. Thank really? you. I know you've never heard of either one of those so guys. So cultured. So Phillip Rivers against the Oakland Raiders. I get it. Uh, you think he's going to have a monster game. I think he's going to have a really great game. I don't think he's going to go off. I think Tony Soprano is going to get the Raiders to play for him. That said, I do think Phillip Rivers exceeds 20 points. That's why I'm calling him a lock in this game. What I like about Phillip Rivers is that he calls the offense from the line, Molly, and they just don't have the horses on defense. They don't have the personnel to match up with the Chargers personnel, and that's why I think Phillip Rivers is going to have a tremendous advantage uh, when they face off. Let's take a look at your projections for Phillip Rivers here, and we'll pull those up. And the other thing that I just want to mention is he's second in fantasy points amongst quarterbacks to Andrew Luck. Isn't that impressive? When I said that he's not going to go off, you see the 280 pass yards, pretty conservative, Akbar. Only five yards rushing. He's going to have one little scramble. Three touchdowns. I do think there's going to be a pick in this game. But still, you add all that up, the three TDs is a key line item there, 21.7 fantasy. Still points. solid numbers, but yeah. uh, not out of control there. All right, let's move on to Alshon Jeffries. He's had the most targets in the last three games uh, for this team in a receiving TD in two straight, so he's been hot of late. Well, you, and you can expect that to continue against the Atlanta Falcons. When you look at the Atlanta Falcons on defense, 
they are not able to get a pass rush. In fact, they only have four pass, excuse me, four sacks this season. That's pretty low That's when you consider that the defensive line, there are guys out there who are already in double-digit sacks, teams that are out there. So what does that mean? That means the D-line is married to that secondary group. Alshon Jeffrey is going to take advantage because Jay Cutler is going to have a whole bunch of time to dice up this defense. He can read a defense like an open book. Alshon Jeffrey is going to be able to find his role, and this is why I'm projecting him to have a really good game. Yeah. He's going to have 110 yards and a touchdown. You get a tub, you're good. 17, Almost as 17 many points, as Philip Rivers. Good. Hey, let me tell you something. I agree with you, Big Sexy. That's why I'm taking Matt Forte in this same game. Uh, that Atlanta front seven you're talking about, the defensive line, they may not get pressure. Guess what? They're not going to be able to stop this guy either. And if they do, if they send the resources up front to stop him or to get pressure on the quarterback, Check guess what? Charlie. Yeah, guess what? Jay Cutler can do. Throw those little outlet passes. We've seen what a smooth receiver, Molly, that mm -hmm. Matt Forte can be. So I want to show you my projections uh, right here because I think he's going to have a very, very big game uh, against the Falcons in the Georgia Dome. 105 rushing yards, 55 Ooh, receiving wait. yards. Viva Loca. Seriously, wow. Viva Loca. How do you feel about that? 28 points? That isn't, he's certainly getting the targets. 42 tied with Martellus Bennett. So it uh, doesn't surprise me. Hey. I just wish I was starting him. Now I'm nervous I'm going against him. That's the only issue there. Emmanuel Sanders, Akbar, he, he's really been consistent, and he's going against a team in the Jets that struggles against the pass. Yeah, the boy has been just straight balling. When you look at Emmanuel Sanders, I'll tell you what makes him so good is that when you think about the way Adam Gates used him, they use him in a lot of multiple positions, and that makes it very hard for the defense to really try to figure out where he is in personnel groupings. But he's so efficient in his route running. You can see when Peyton Manning throws in the ball, sometimes way before he's out of his, his route because he knows he's so fast. The difference between him and like a guy like uh, Eric Decker from last year, he's faster, he's quicker, and that's why you can, you can expect him to have a, a decent game against the New York Jets. I've got him going for 94 yards, and not because I wore number 94, but he's going to have two touchdowns. And that's impressive, too, with all the weapons that he has. Yeah, this we will know be his first game with the, the touchdowns, too. The wealth of them. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. bold prediction there. I like it. That was Everyday Performer presented by Bridgestone. So if you want to make your predictions for week six best plays, tweet us at NFL Fantasy and use the hashtag EverydayPerformer. For more players that belong in your lineup, we turn it over to Matt Money-Smith and Michael Fabiano. Guys, don't use the hashtag BigSexy, though, okay? I, I will not use that hashtag, and I'll tell you what's impressive, Molly, that Akbar wore number 94. That's what's <laughs> impressive. What also is impressive is this man doing his starts and sits, the manifesto every single week for you, the people, so you have a Cliff Notes version of what to do this week in fantasy football. Here we go, Fabs. We're starting with the tight ends, and oh my goodness, Delaney Walker's at the top. He has been extremely good, a great draft bargain. Greg Olson's also been extremely productive for fantasy owners, but let's talk about Jason Witten, because he's been on my sit list just about every, every week, single yeah. week. And this week, you're thinking, wait, he's playing in Seattle. How do you start Jason Witten? But look at the numbers. So far this year, Seattle, when playing against an elite tight end, Julius Thomas and Antonio Gates have been gashed by the position. And I don't have a lot of faith in Tony Romo in this contest from a fantasy perspective, but I do like Jason Witten, especially when you consider Jimmy Graham's on a bye. You've also got Travis Kelsey on a bye. So Witten's a guy to take a chance on because Seattle has struggled against the good tight ends in the league. Yeah, and just what, a couple minutes ago, we showed you the decline of that Seattle defense from a fantasy production exactly. standpoint. Uh, here we go, start and sit. Wide receivers, a lot of familiar names there. Alshon Jeffrey and Steve Smith, of course. Akbar just talked about uh, Manny Sanders. But let's get to the sits here, Fabs. Eric Decker against his old team. I still don't like the matchup. Sammy Watkins sit him against the Raw Revis. Cordero Patterson, this one pains me, money, because I was all about Cordero Patterson back in the preseason. Interviewed him. You saw the little hearts coming off of my head. But 
He has not produced really fewer than six fantasy points in four straight games, and this is a bad matchup. The Lions have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year, fewer than 16 points per game. They've only given up two receiving touchdowns to wide receivers this year, and until Cordero Patterson becomes a bigger part of the offense, which I thought he was supposed to be, according to North Turner, back in August, you can't start him with any kind of confidence right now. Well, I think beyond all the stats, Fabs, you can just say, what's he done this year? Why are we Not starting him anymore? Not much since week one. Let's make him prove it. Here we go. Your running back start and sit. Frank Gore certainly looks to be the centerpiece of that San Francisco offense after uh, his big game a couple weeks ago. Eddie Lacy also in the same boat for the Packers. And uh, right there at the bottom, we got a new name, Fabs, added to your start list, huh? Brandon Oliver, who came out of nowhere last week to become one of the hottest waiver wire pickups in fantasy football. Over 30 fantasy points last week, and he did against the Jets, too, when he have a really good run defense. At least they did. 43, Chargers uniform, little guy, kind of reminds me of Darren Sproles, maybe a bigger version. This week, he's playing the Raiders. They've given up an average of over 170 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns in their last two home games. So you picked him up. It's like a new toy. You get that new toy on Christmas you morning. You gotta play with it right you away. You gotta play with it. So play with Brandon Oliver and start on this week. Yeah, I, I don't know. You obviously couldn't see it from TV. I called this game, and I'll tell you, man, when he came back to get that pass from Rivers, yeah. he recognized he was in trouble. He broke off his route. He saved his quarterback. And from that point on, Phillip Rivers was all about Darren Oliver. Here's some more of your starts and sits, Babs. The uh, quarterbacks, Jay Cutler. Please, no interceptions, Jay Cutler. Your yeah. fantasy player that plays Jay Cutler. Looks so good, and then he throws that pick. And uh, for more on the other QB in that matchup, Russell Wilson, you can catch Michael Fabiano's week, week six fantasy spotlights exclusively on NFL Now. Visit NFL.com slash now to download the app for that, plus fantasy content specifically tailored to your fantasy teams. All right, NFL Fantasy Live will be back on NFL Network Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Up next, NFL Total Access kickoff gets you set for the Colts and Texans. Football starts here. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.